Good morning. Welcome to the daily podcast of the Vision Principle. Pastor Jack Irvin here with you. And we're delighted to you take this time to join us this morning. We had a little technical get glitch uh, yesterday, so the podcast got cut a little bit. But we're going to go on to a new topic today. We're uh, episode number 10. We're talking about overcoming procrastinators and problems. It's a huge area in the book. And uh, we're going to talk about the area of freedom today. Freedom. You know, one of the things that amazes me when I'm out and about preaching and in different churches and fellowships and home groups and whatever is the idea that there's so many people that know the Lord, they've given their hearts to the Lord, but they're absolutely still really in bondage. They struggle in their walk with the Lord. And these are more internal issues. You know, when we talk about procrastinators and problems, you know, they, they can involve a lot of external issues like finances and your family and your relationships. And, but when it comes to freedom, there can be internal issues that really absolutely abort our life vision that we walk in. They can be devastating. Matter of fact, they almost like uh, keep people in, like their, their feet are in cement. They can't move because they've got too many wounds on the inside or their thought life is uh, not quite as free as it should be. So let's talk about that a little bit today. Just get along. Uh, you know, overcoming freedom issues are really important for all of us to move forward. And we all can have issues. And the good news is Jesus really wants to help us to overcome any area that, that's keeping us. John chapter 8, verse 36, a famous scripture we've all heard, but it reads, If the Son therefore shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. And Jesus can bring freedom. You know, we've seen that in our lives. But as I travel around, I, I was at a, a really nice spirit-filled church up in Michigan not too long ago. And a lady was uh, sitting in front of us, and we were up there for a spiritual freedom weekend. And she turned around and said, Are you Pastor Jack? And I said, Yes. She said, Pray for me. I'm in bondage. And she had been a deaconess in this church for a lot of years, over 30 years, very much involved. But she was embarrassed to go to the leaders in her church. And the leadership in that church, a great church, a great Bible-believing church, they would more than willingly help her, but she was ashamed. And sometimes we're like that. We're, we, we have this little hidden war on the inside, and we're really afraid to share it with anyone. You know, what a blessing, too, when the Lord brings people in our lives that we can take the time to open up and get help. And we all need that at times. You need you need a place where you can let your hair down and be yourself and be honest with people, and they can really minister to you. And normally, God will bring people in our lives that, are, that have similar situations that they've overcome that'll help us. But let me read you another scripture, too. It's found in... Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3 through 5, reads like this. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, 
casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. You know, people often hear about strongholds, but let me just give you a couple definitions of strongholds. Uh, my definition reads like this, a house of thoughts that are lies repeatedly rehearsed in our minds that are contrary to the known will and word of God that result in repeated actions and attitudes that are unhealthy and damaging to walking in the freedom that Christ has provided in all area of our lives. You see, we can have thoughts that kind of like a house of thoughts that we constantly think over and over again. And in order to get freedom, you need to realize that we need to bring every thought captive or subject to the Lord. Good thoughts that are contrary to the will of God and bad thoughts. It's not just evil thoughts. It can be thoughts of like, well, I'm sufficient without the Lord, which we're not. Those kind of things that we might think we're doing well, but in reality, we're we are exalting our thoughts above the knowledge, the experiential knowledge of knowing Jesus. Strongholds have a process. Let me just give you that real quick. First of all, a stronghold would start as a thought. A thought can be introduced to your mind. It normally would be a lie, okay? And then secondly, that thought, you have two thoughts. You have the real conscious thought and you have subconscious. And the second area of a stronghold is the first one's thought, and the second would be your belief system. It's not real obvious on the surface, but it's what you actually believe, and it really affects who you are. That's why if you really want to change your behavior, you need to change what you believe. If you feel like you're not love, if you believe you're not love, then your actions will actually show that you're not love. If you believe your actions will become the wrong thing. So you have your thoughts, you deep down you have beliefs, which produces an emotion. You begin to feel something. You start entertaining those thoughts and you feel sad or you feel rejected or, or you feel bitter or whatever. And then you begin to take an action. Sometimes the action is motivated for the wrong reason. You're trying to bury the pain or hide the pain or run from the pain. So you begin to take action, and then a stronghold is simply a thought and a belief which produces an emotion, which turns into an action and develops into a habit. You know, and that habit, if you want to call it an addiction or whatever you want to call it, it keeps repeating itself. It's almost like you can't get out of the cycle. Well, Jesus came to shatter strongholds in our life. The Bible says we're supposed to demolish them. We don't pretty them up. We don't paint them. You know, uh, there's, there's so many ways that we need to deal with strongholds. But you have to begin to renew your mind. You have to begin to take every thought captive. You need to have the mind of Christ, which we already have. We won't have it. We have it already. We have the ability to think like Jesus thinks. And that's in your new man, your spirit. It's the place where you begin to think like Jesus. And remember, as you think, the word says, as a man thinks in his heart, not in his mind, in his heart. That's your belief system. 
It's really the subconscious area. It's the deepest part of your mind because we're supposed to renew the spirit of our mind. That's the deepest part of our mind where that that part really affects how we walk with the Lord. So to overcome a stronghold, you need to demolish it. Now, when we talk about stronghold, you got to remember, excuse me, every house, excuse me, has four walls. Four walls. When you demolish a house, you have the foundation, obviously, which is always, when it comes to stronghold, it's a lie. It's something that you believe. It's really contrary to the Word of God. And and really, the four walls, if I could give you the four areas, uh, I would categorize them this way. First of all, something that's an ungodly belief about yourself or maybe God. An ungodly belief about yourself or God. The second area would be demonic influence. Uh Obviously, the devil doesn't possess us as children of God, but he can harass us and he can intimidate us and control us, try to manipulate us. And our thought life can really be an area where he gets a foothold. Number three is emotional wounding. Things that have been done to you, you've got a wounded spirit. And you can always tell when people walk in a room, you look in their eyes. And when I minister in different churches, I try to look in people's eyes. You can see the wounds in people's hearts. We've all had them. Jesus is the healer. He came to heal the brokenhearted. And he's so good at that. He will heal your woundedness. And then fourth are the generational things or the sins of the fathers. Those are things we need to deal with, especially if we see repeated things that happen in our lives over and over again. They keep happening. We we need to realize that, well, Lord, we need to begin to overcome those things. So the four areas are stronghold. That's that's why uh, people can be delivered. You can pray for deliverance for people, and they can get freedom. But you have to deal with all the areas, not just demonic influence. You've got to begin to change what you believe. You need to renew your mind with the Word of God. And... The good thing about our belief system is it comes in our hearts by revelation. You know, if you learn to spend time with the Lord, you'll learn to see who he really is, and that's who you're becoming. You know, as you are intimate with the Father, you begin to identify who he is, and then that's your identity. That's who you are in Christ. You put on Christ. You've got a new man. You begin to renew your mind. You know, I love this phrase too. I was taking a freedom class a few years ago, and Reverend Bob Hamp, he used to be at Gateway Church, but he used to have a saying, and it's so true. Freedom is not the absence of a problem, but the presence of a person. And see, if you always focus on your sinful behavior or your sin attitude, you've got your focus on the wrong thing. You need to focus on Jesus. You need to put on the new man. You focus on your relationship with Jesus, not the problem you're trying to overcome. Because those things kind of come and go. And it's so important, too, that you understand that just because you're sinning doesn't necessarily mean it's a stronghold. It could just be you're walking in the flesh, and you have to learn to crucify the flesh. But if you have demonic influence, you have to expel 
any area where the demonic might be influencing you. And I prayed literally for hundreds and, and seeing people set free. But you have to remember, if you don't begin to walk daily with the Lord, renew your mind, the stronghold is still going to produce a habit or an addiction that you really can't overcome, whether it be sex or food or money, or you're just in a relationship where you can't get free from it because you're so hurt, you're looking for love in all the wrong places. And it's so easy. It's it's so important, too, that, that you realize your thinking will really determine how you feel and eventually your actions. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And you would think, well, I thought I thought in my mind. Well, you think in your heart. That's your belief system. That's the system that's hardest to change. And when you begin to walk with the Lord and you renew the spirit of your mind, that's where you believe things. God brings revelation. You know, we see with our eyes, we hear with our ears, but we understand with our hearts. And it's so important that you learn to walk in the Spirit. We have the power of the Holy Spirit. As we begin to walk in the Spirit, we overcome the lust of the flesh and we overcome any kind of influence. We can take authority over any generational sins or sins of the fathers. We can begin to renew our minds and change any ungodly thinking. We really walk in the Lord. We walk in his spirit. Let me close with this little story. It's an old story. Many people know it. It's the old Cherokee story. And the Cherokee chief was telling his grandson about a battle that goes on inside of people. And he said, my son, the battle's between the two wolves inside of us. One wolf is evil, angry, envious, jealous, sorrowful, regretful, greedy, arrogant, self-pity, guilty, inferior, dishonest, prideful, superior, and egotistical. And the other wolf in this battle is good. He is joyful, peaceful, loving, hopeful, serene, humble, kind, benevolent, empathetic, generous, honest, compassionate, faithful. And then the grandson thought about it for a minute. Then he asked the grandfather, which wolf wins? And the old Cherokee chief replies, the one you feed. You need to feed your spirit. You need to renew your mind. If you're fighting depression and discouragement, you're always defeated. You need to regularly saturate your mind with the Word of God. And when you come to the Word of God, don't just read it for the sake of reading it. Read it to interact with the Word of God so you digest it. The Word is feed to you, so you feed your spirit. You magnify your spirit. Your spirit begins to grow. That's why I'm amazed when people get filled with the Holy Spirit and they think they've arrived. But you need to learn how to walk in the Spirit. And that takes a commitment to the Lord. So let me pray for you today. As you begin to overcome internal hurts, you need to not be afraid to release bitterness or rejection or or generational things. You need to take those things to the Lord and say, Lord, can you heal me? Maybe you've been uh, totally abandoned. Maybe you've been readily uh, just abused physically, mentally, and emotionally. Because there's many doors that call stronghold. We won't have time 
to getting that today. Our next session, we'll deal with that. But let Jesus today heal your heart. Let him touch you deep down in your soul. He is the God that heals us. Be blessed today. If you need to contact me, just simply email me at pastorjack at divisionprinciple.com. And our new book will be out in just a few days. It's almost the final stages of editing, and we're looking forward to sharing with you all. The Lord be with you today. Bless you in Jesus' precious name.